an introduction to the 330s. This is Prime Law Podcast, your source for good counsel. I'm your host, Andrew Mertzenich, licensed attorney. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Prime Law Podcast. Today, we are going to go back to our roots, and we are exploring a little deeper the realm of estate planning. I know it's been a few episodes. I promised to be there. I promised I'd talked about trusts. We'll get there, but we're going to talk about estate planning again. In our interview with Jeff Lewis just a few episodes ago, he was a financial planner from Savant Wealth Management, we introduced you to the concept of the 330s and how that applies to life in general and estate planning. Today, I'm going to take you on a deeper dive into this idea of the 330s so that way we can meet you where you are on your life journey. But first, what are the 330s? Well, generally life can be divided into three sets of 30 years. There's the first 30 years from 0 to 30, the second from age 30 to age 60, and then the third 30, which is 60 plus, because some of us do live to be 105. For purposes of today's conversation, though, we are talking about the general estate planning needs in each of these three groups and how one transitions from one set of 30s to another. We will also be talking about the context of life and why certain ages require certain estate planning services. Now, none of these transitions are clean. You won't wake up on your 30th birthday or your 60th birthday and say, I'm now in my next 30 years. My needs have changed completely. Think of this rather as a timey-wimey, wibbly-wobbly stuff or stereotypes that have general applicability. A person doesn't buy their first house on their 30th birthday, usually. A person doesn't retire on their 60th birthday, usually. However, understanding the context of your 330s and the common life experiences and problems that arise in each set of years is essential. And that's why I advocate thinking in these terms. So, let's get started. The 330s can be summarized in this order. The first are about growing. The second, about changing. And the third are about enjoying life. In our first 30 years, we are growing in so many ways. We grow bigger, we grow taller, we grow in knowledge and wisdom. We grow into the habits and traits that will define the rest of our lives. And this is not a fast process. Brain development is subject to significant individual variation. And most experts suggest that the brain isn't fully developed until around age 25. For some people, brain development may be complete prior to age 25, while for others, it may take longer. Therefore, your first 30 years are about growth and development. It's about exploring, finding new ways to do things, seeing what you want to do. One of the greatest things about being in your first 30 years is that time is on your side. You have so much life ahead of you. But you're not growing just physically and emotionally. Your life complexity is also growing, and that's where estate planning in your 20s starts. 
As always, Prime Law Group has attorneys licensed in Illinois, and that skews our analysis. But the following statement is applicable in most states and developed nations. That is, if you are over the age of 18, you are a legal adult and are therefore placed on your own in the eyes of the law. Your independent life begins, and unless you take proactive steps, the rest of your life will only be that much more difficult. What do I mean by that? From an estate planning perspective, only one in three Americans have a will or living trust in place, and that's according to a survey of approximately 2,600 U.S. adults released this year by senior living referral business Caring.com. The pandemic did appear, though, to have a positive effect in this range, at least on young adults, because young adults' views about planning for the end of life for those aged 18 to 34 saw an increase of approximately 50% having some form of estate planning documents in place since the start of the crisis. One of the reasons I'm often cited by young clients is that they feel they don't have enough assets to justify having an estate plan. But considering your wishes earlier in life, when your needs are simpler, will make the process more natural and manageable throughout your life. And your needs, as they become more complex as you age, become easier to address. I look at estate planning as a lifelong journey, and you are the author of your story. You can tweak and change anything you like, but it is much easier to build on a strong foundation of a plan than it is to start anew. Therefore, having your estate plan in order, even if it's just a basic will and your powers of attorney, is essential. So, what does estate planning look like in your 20s? Well, that depends on what your life looks like. Generally, if you're unmarried, you would want to have your will, powers of attorney for property and health care, living will, and declaration for agent of disposition of remains. This is sounding very familiar to our very first episode, The Five Essential Documents You Need. In your estate plan. If you're married, you still want these documents, but there's just a little added amount of complexity to a joint plan rather than an individual plan. The thing is, your needs may be simple in your first 30 years, but if you lay a good foundation, the transition to your second and third 30 can be rather easy. is what we've labeled as the changing stage. And the best way to describe what happens here is life. What I mean by that is that this stage is where complexity starts to hit home. Family, new house, heritage, legacy, all of this starts to come to light. For instance, in 2018, the average age of the first-time homebuyer was 32 years old. In addition, a 2017 study found that the average age of the father of a newborn in 2015 was 30.9, compared to 27.4 in 1972. According to the National Center for Health Statistics, 2016 saw a higher birth rate for women aged 30 to 34 than for women aged 25 to 29, and this occurred for the first time since 1940, when the data became available. On a vocation side, your second set of 30s are when you focus on getting out of a job and beginning your career. You aren't just working to make ends meet and pay the bills. You are putting together your life. You're putting together a career so that you actually enjoy what you do so you can have a fruitful career. 
even within the second 30 years, there are a few differences between entering them and moving through them. For instance, later in your second 30, you usually reach your peak earning stage, making more money than you ever have had before. You are also having your eyes move forward to long-term plans such as retirement and legacy planning. All of these changes mean you need to look at your estate plan and make sure that it still fits your goals. When you get out of your 30s and you start entering your 40s, your estate plan changes. If you don't have an estate plan, consider this your call to action. Remember, the purpose of an estate plan is to allocate your assets after your death. However, it's just as important to designate, say, a guardian for your children and decide who will make financial and health decisions for you if you are unable to do so. Doing that takes more than just will, though that's what most people start with. If you get married, it's time to redraft your will. Your powers of attorney, other documents? Have you decided that you want to have kids? Then you need to put together a designation of a standby guardian. Did you buy your home? Then you need to make sure that it's titled correctly, whether that is to you individually or with your spouse by certain types of joint holdings. See, as your life changes, your estate plan changes. Therefore, the most number of changes will most likely occur during this period, the second 30. And having a foundation of an estate plan in the form of documents, that makes these changes easier because you're already building on a solid plan rather than making up for lost ground. If you haven't started your estate plan, my recommendation is to give a call to an experienced estate planning attorney as soon as possible, hint, hint, and have them work with you on getting your plan together. Of course, I'm always available to help and Prime Law Group is available to help. Give us a call at 708-76-MYPOD or go to www.primelawgroup.com. But that segues us perfectly into the third 30 or 60 plus. One of my favorite statistics is that most adults, when asked what decade has been the best one of their lives, they'll usually say that the answer is the one they're currently going through. 20-year-olds say their 20s were about the best. 50-year-olds will say that the 50s are the best. 80-year-olds, well, it's hit or miss, but generally they'll say they enjoy the later part of life rather than the earliest. In essence, life just gets better, which means you have a lot to look forward to. And that holds true from an estate planning perspective. Forgive me for geeking out a little, but I've told you, loyal listeners, that I love estate planning. I'm grinning ear to ear whenever someone who is 60 plus who has a great nest egg calls me. That third 30 is where you get to see the fruits of your labor finally come forth. If you've taken the advice of our guest Jeff Lewis and myself from that last episode and started investing early, you are going to have an amazing nest egg to work with. Even if you started the game a little later, or say that you had a financial setback, that doesn't change the fact that you need an estate plan in your third 30. What the plan looks like is, again, unique to everyone. But let's talk about some of the fun things you can do, because your third 30 is your chance to have the most impact on the world and your posterity. Let me give you a few thoughts to ruminate on. Have you ever thought about what you want to have on your tombstone? Or wondered what gives you the drive to hustle? 
Are you the benevolent type, but still have enough ego that you want to be remembered for all the good that you did in the world? Have you ever thought about leaving a legacy and why so many are strong-willed in their desire to leave a mark on this world? What has given their life meaning? There are many forces that drive us to pursue goals and dreams, and the desire to leave a legacy is one of the strongest. And your third 30 is where that gets to happen. From an estate planning standpoint, we still need to have your basic essential documents. Your will, powers of attorney, all of that. However, you probably don't need to designate a guardian for your minor children anymore because maybe they're grown up and maybe you've got some grandchildren on the way. However, you do need to start thinking about who is going to take care of you in your older years. Most of us hate the idea of being a burden. And advanced planning, appropriate insurance, and a good estate plan make this process seamless and easy. One of the fun things, though, that many who are philanthropically inclined get to enjoy in their third 30 is executing their plan to leave a legacy before it pass away. This episode, as I said, is just an overview of the 330s, but I want to give you an example of one of the tools, if you are one of those people who are philanthropically inclined, through advanced planning and a dash of luck have a significant nest egg to leave behind as a true legacy, let me introduce you to the Charitable Remainder Trust. Here's a basic overview of how this type of trust works. Imagine that you have enough money to live on, and then some. You decide that you want to make a difference in your favorite charity, but you also need some money to live on yourself. Well, what you do is create a charitable remainder trust. This trust is a transfer of cash or property with a requirement to distribute a portion of income or principal to either yourself or another beneficiary. At the end of the specified lifetime or term of the income interest, the remaining trust assets are then distributed to one or more charitable remainder beneficiaries. Let's talk about that in English now through a case study. Let's say that you give a certain amount to your local music foundation, let's say music. Over the term of the trust, whether that be for a term of years or for the remaining life of the grantor, that's you, some of that money goes to the foundation with you getting a tax deduction. A portion of the earnings and the principal goes back to you to live off of. And some more goes to other beneficiaries. Say your children or grandchildren's college fund or say a school scholarship fund. Why not? Then when you die, the remaining assets are distributed to your local church, the community foundation, and other charities that you designate. You get to leave a legacy of generosity and quite frankly, impact. And as you can see, It all relates, and all of that comes from a well-rounded, well-thought-out, well-executed estate plan. You see, we've divided some of this general wisdom directed at each set of 30 years, but the decisions you make in your teens and 20s impact what decisions you get to make in your 70s and 80s. It's a lifelong journey, and I wish I could share with you just a few of the stories I have about the amount of generosity that my clients have and the impact that generosity has made in the world through their estate plans. I would love for you to join the club. So in that vein, 
whichever of the 330s you're in. I hope to hear from you so we can put together your estate plan. Give us a call, and let's work together on this journey we call life. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time. Congratulations, you've reached the disclaimer. This podcast is a production of Prime Law Group, LLC, who are attorneys licensed only in the states of Illinois and Wisconsin. The primary purpose of this podcast is educational in nature and does not constitute legal advice of any kind. While we love that you are a regular listener, please note that no attorney-client relationship is created by you listening or acting upon anything you hear in this podcast. References to a specific product or service does not function as an endorsement or recommendation of the same. The views and opinions expressed by guests on the show are their own, and their appearance on the program does not imply an endorsement of them or any entity they represent. For more information, go to www.primelawgroup.com or call 708 76 bipop